0: at six feet tall, 215 pounds of bad bomb, felling from St. Louis Mo by way of the Ohio State University. And now Highlandwood, California, the CEO of the world's most dangerous website. It's the Headline Game. time. The beat still knocks. They got a new new uh, WWE uh, video game coming out. John Cena. You can't see him on the cover though. <laughs> that would have been better. If they'd have did a cover and just was nobody on there, that would have been an awesome cover. It would have just been a blank uh, cover. That that's what they should have did. I should be the marketing person for the WWE, but I digress. Even though we could talk about you know the Royal Rumble, my guy Sami Zayn, the Tribal Chief. The Usos. It's probably the best stuff they put on television in the last, I don't know, probably since Kofi Mania. But of course they're going to screw it up because they, they want Cody Rhodes to be the face of the business because he's very, very white and he wears a suit. But that's a conversation for another day. We have two black Guy, quarterbacks in the NFL and not in the NFL in the Super Bowl I should say and I find it what's the word I'm looking for apropos or something like that (laughs) that Tom Brady has announced his retirement again we'll see if this one sticks because I've been telling people for years, for years, that quarterbacks like Tom Brady, like the dinosaur, are going is extinct. Now the problem is mainstream media wouldn't accept it. And we just gotta be we gotta be honest here. Mainstream media wouldn't accept the change until some white boys. Some white athletic quarterbacks came into the league. They wasn't going to accept the change if it was just a, a black quarterback takeover that that wasn't going to happen. So they needed you know Josh Allen, they needed Trevor Lawrence. They needed Joe Burrow who could move around a little bit. They needed some they needed a couple of these white quarterbacks. They needed what Vanilla Vick, Daniel Jones. They, they needed some of these white quarterbacks, these athletic white quarterbacks to come into the league before they accepted the change, accepted the new era of quarterbacks. And you know I grew up on the old era of quarterbacks. You know, I grew up on probably my, my when I was a little, little little kid, you know the first quarterback I remember was uh, Dan Marino. Yeah, he's a statue. In that pocket, Dan Marino, and um, you know, then and then as you get a little older, you know, you know Peyton, Eli, Roethlisberger, Brady, Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, you know, statue. You know, there that there, there literally was a for a long time. You know, you were either you know a pocket quarterback or a quote unquote scrambler but if you was a scrambler or you moved a little bit you know you wasn't a pure quarterback you even see it you even see them talk about it now did you see Dan Orlovsky? it was like well you know if I Joe Burrow is, is doing quarterbacking backing so I think he's a better quarterbacking backing than, than Patrick Mahomes I'm like what what does that even mean Patrick Mahomes, the best player in the NFL, but Joe Burrow is quarterbacking, backing, backing. That, that's just you know. So, sometimes I don't know if these guys. I don't think like they're racist. I think sometimes, the white people say stuff and they don't. They don't really realize. Well, some do. I mean, I don't know, but they don't really realize what they're saying. Definitely comes across as racist <laughs> you know what I mean we you know I always say a quarterback the job of a quarterback is very simple it's a hard job don't get me wrong probably the the hardest professional sports job than like you know I think baseball is pretty tough you know the pitching the hit, hitting the baseball is pretty tough but the quarterback job is very difficult but it's not very complex. Get ten yards, score. You know, score touchdowns. You know, get ten yards, score a touchdown, win games. You don't have to be. It doesn't matter how you do it, as long as you do it. I used to tell people a lot of time yards are just yards. If a guy throws for four thousand yards, and another guy throws for 3,000 yards and runs for 1,000 yards, it's still 4,000 yards. If a guy throws 40 touchdowns and another guy throws 30 and runs 10, it all counts the same. It's just done in various ways. I get it, quarterbacking you think is of as, you know, throwing the football. But if we're just, you know, we being honest, you can go back to the beginning of the sport in college, And everything, and quarterbacks use their legs. And so I just knew it was a matter of time. You have to be able to move a little bit. And like I said, there's a scale. Everybody doesn't have to be Michael Vick. You know, everybody can't be Lamar Jackson. But you got to be able to get out that pocket and move a little bit in 2023. You look at every quarterback. That's gonna be that's been drafted high in probably the last five years, five to ten years, the vast majority of them could use their legs. I was talking to an NFL uh draft guy about CJ Stroud because in Ryan Day's system, he doesn't really want the quarterback to run. In Urban Meyer, they they ran a lot. But Ryan Day doesn't want his quarterback running. You know, you give the ball to the running backs, you you stay in that pocket and you, and you, you make your, your reads. And I was talking to this NFL draft guy, and he was telling me that teams were more impressed with CJ Stroud, not just because he was dicing up the Georgia defense. They already knew, you know, with the proper amount of time and weapons that that he could pass. He's a good passer. What they were more impressed with was him showing a little bit of athleticism and using his legs, avoiding sacks, keeping extending plays because that's what you have to do in 2023. Can't just be sitting back there as a sitting duck. This is a new world order. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. NWO. Doesn't matter if you're white, black, Mahomes ish. Doesn't matter. You have to, you have to be able to move a little bit. You got to be able to get out that pocket. You gotta be able to extend plays. You gotta be able to get those when it's when it's you know third and three, third and seven, everybody's covered, you gotta be able to run and get those eight yards. Sorry, Brady's gone. Matt Ryan's likely gone. That's it. These You see Chris Jones? They got defensive, you know, tackles that are just out of it's just they're too big, too fast. You gotta be able to you gotta be a big boy to avoid those sacks. As smart coordinators are figuring out, they're like, man, you know, Justin Fields has no receivers. Now I watched Justin Fields in college. Same thing. He, Ryan Day's product didn't he, he? could run, but he didn't run a lot. Gets to the NFL, they're like, "Shoot, man, you know he had he had he had Chris Alive, he had uh, Garrett Wilson, he had Jamison Williams, he had he had better receivers at Ohio State than he, he did it with the Bears." So they're like, "Shoot, let him run." The yards does if he throws for one hundred and fifty and he runs for one hundred and fifty, that's still three hundred. That's still 300. As far as the cultural significance of having two black quarterbacks in the NFL, you should get used to it. <laughs> Not necessarily, there's, it's getting to a point, and I was talking to my friend about this. Um, in my mind, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, in my mind, I feel like head coaches, offensive coordinators, for a while have been a, a lot more colorblind in regards to who they play at quarterback than the media, the the NFL draft experts, and things of that nature. You know, if, if it doesn't seem to matter to the, the head coach and offensive coordinator seems to know. Like, yeah, I don't care if this guy's black or whatever. He gives us the best chance to win. You, you actually even start to see more black backup quarterbacks. In the league, it's more still a media thing, you know. You it's you know, you know they should play receivers. So that's that's more like a, a, a media thing and a fan racist fan. A lot of racist fans in the NFL. So you're gonna you're gonna get used, you're gonna have to get used to it because you just see the pipeline. The the these college you know college is always a little bit ahead of the pros. You see these college quarterbacks. They can all run. They all got rocket arms. They're all in this spread formations. Those are going to be your quarterbacks going forward. I think it will be highly unlikely you will ever see a Tom Brady. And I'm not even talking about like a Tom Brady, like him winning seven Super Bowls. Just that style of quarterback succeed in the NFL. Like just immobile, just, you know, can't go. You know, you're just not gonna see a Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. You just you're not gonna see that. It's gonna be a lot more Josh Allen's and Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. Look at who they are drafting now, you know, that's they they're seeing a guy like Anthony Richardson, who 10, 15 years ago may not even be drafted, or they try to turn him into tight end. Right now you got an offensive coordinator salivating. They see a a maybe a bigger, stronger version than Josh Allen. Getting the right system. Let them, you know, get them some, get them a Stefan Diggs, get them a Justin Jefferson. You're ready to go. You have to be that style of quarterback. So I, I this, you know, whatever, whatever, are Super Bowl we are, 57, I don't know, we're in the 50s. But for the next 50, you know, if I can see the next, 50, if I get to 100, I don't know if I can because I think I'd be, I'd be like in my 90s, I might not get to 100. But, you know, the next, for you, if you you're like in your twenties, <laughs> if you get the next the next fifty Super Bowls, trust me, trust me, it's gonna be a lot of brothers in there, and then, you know off the backs of your know, Doug Williams and and all of the others, you know people that were ahead of their time like Michael Vick and Randall Cunningham. Can you imagine Randall Cunningham in twenty twenty three? Now I will say this, just a small caveat. One of the advantages of being a Brady, a Eli, a Phillip Rivers, is you last a lot longer in the league because you're not taking as many hits. You're not delivering as many hits. Um time has shown that you know, uh, you see it with Steve McNair, with Cam Newton, and it with Michael Vick saying it's the dogs rg3 you, you, we see it that the more you run they, that takes a little little off of the years that you can play you know I, I don't see Josh Allen playing 15 20 years I don't see Lamar Jackson playing 15 20 years you know I, I some of these guys you know once again you would have to evolve as, as you go along but I think you, you're gonna get 10 to 12 good years hopefully and you have to win your Super Bowl in that time frame look at look at Russell Wilson you know not you know Michael Vick but definitely had his share of runs could run get out the pocket make stuff happen and about 10 12 years in he's falling off the map he's falling off the map Good Super Bowl, though. Like Super Bowls where you're not exactly sure who's going to win. I think that's a, it's a fun Super Bowl. The Bengals probably got screwed a bit. <laughs> that was an interesting, officiated game. But the refs are so bad, it's just it's hard to tell. They're just awful or they got some sort of agenda. It definitely seemed pro- Chiefs, It was two big calls A blatant blocked in the back on the punt return that got them close to field goal range. Uh, a big miss hold on the the penalty on the play that that where where Mahomes got pushed out of bounds. And then you know not even to mention of giving them the three third downs. That was really odd. Was not their best their best their best game. Not at all. Hopefully, the Super Bowl, they just let them play. Here's the thing. If you're going to just, I would prefer you just don't call nothing as opposed to picking and choosing when to call. You know, if you're going to let them play, let them play. Unless it's like super blatant, just leave it alone. But we shall see. Speaking of that particular game, was Tony Romo trying to call us a bunch of niggas? What do you think? Some people say he was going to say nickelbacks. I mean, it's possible. I don't know. He was definitely going to say something, and he stopped himself. The demise or dec- the decline of Tony Romo has been quite interesting to watch. Now, I watched the Red Zone channel uh, for most of the year. And since uh, Romo does the the main CBS game, um, normally in the afternoon or whatever their main uh, or the secondary game, um, I don't really watch throughout the year uh, a lot of Tony Romo. You know, I catch him like you know with the highlights. I prefer the Red Zone channel. I like to 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 jump around and then you know the only real announcers I really hear all of the year are the prime time ones. So you know in this case Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, uh, Chris Collinsworth, and Toriko. And whoever does, well, the the Thursday night game, uh, Michaels and Street, But it does seem to me that Romo has gotten extremely terrible at his job. (laughs) And I'm just being honest. And and sometimes, and, and I'm not one of those people that try to push my opinions on everybody. So I may think something and you may think something totally different. And that's perfectly fine. So, you know, I just kind of put it out there like cuz you know, this is kind of the first time, you know, with the playoffs I was really, you know, he's the whole game and I'm like he's terrible. And I know he didn't used to be terrible. So, I'm trying to figure out exactly what happened. And other people agree with me that he's 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 awful now. He doesn't add anything to the to the game. Doesn't really give any doesn't really explain. He says some weird like analogies, and he doesn't really offer any insight. Like I think you want your announcers, and, and we can be hard on announcers, and it's hard. It's live TV, so don't don't get me wrong. Don't don't. It's difficult. Not a lot of people can do it. But what you want from your announcers or your play-by-play people or your color people is just you know give us something that we can't really see ourselves, and i give you a perfect perfect example, okay, I'll give you a perfect example of what I mean, Um, I was watching the Peyton and Eli, um you know, their little Manning cast one day, and Eli was like, he was looking at a play before it happened, and the linebackers were coming up like they were getting ready to blitz, and Eli was like, they're not going to blitz, he's like, they're not going to blitz. And the play happens and, and then they drop back. And Peyton was like, How'd you you know, how'd you know that? And then Eli said they all he says he you know, through his career a bit of quarterback, he said when they show the blitz so early and that close to the line of scrimmage that they're, they're always dropping back because it if it gives time to the offensive line to make adjustments on the blitz. So they wanna get up there, make the offensive line, make adjustment and maybe the the blitz is coming from a different side or it's a zone blitz or whatever it may be. But they're never going to blitz when they come up that early. They're just showing their hand too early. So I was like, you know, something that's very interesting. I'm going to test that theory. So I was watching another game. And I noticed every time, I think it was the 49ers and the Eagles. Every time their linebackers would come up early, like they were going to blitz. They would fall back. And I was like, well, goddamn, Eli, you just should explain to me something new that I can use while I'm watching. Tony Romo just said, ah, 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 great play, Jim. Jim, I don't know, Jim. Jim, uh, ah, Jim. Oh, oh, he's, a, he's Joe Chili, Joe Cool, Joe, 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 Joe. he's Michael Jordan. He does amazing things. Like, he kept trying to harp on that Mahomes would be better He's gonna be better because he's hurt, and it just is just nonsensical. It's like no, he's not. Like he's not. It's gonna force him to to not move his feet. No, he's Patrick Mahomes. A hundred percent, Patrick Mahomes is. Maybe that game is like forty to twenty. The reason it was close is because he was hurt. You can't just make up stuff. He just makes up stuff, and he doesn't seem like he prepares. He doesn't seem like he knows what's going on. He seems surprised. At certain things. He's just awful now. Terrible. Terrible. Anybody call us niggas? And, and before you say it's not possible, let me just tell you. You, just, you do not know these people behind closed doors. You don't know me. I don't know you. You don't know Tony Romo. You don't know what the hell these people are saying behind closed doors. You have no idea what these people are saying to their wives or their kids or girlfriends or friends. You don't know the neighbors. You don't know. I wish people would understand that. It's like you can assume someone's a, a good person. Like, obviously, I think you probably sh- should assume people are good people. But let me tell you, you don't know. <laughs> if you don't know them and you don't see them every day, you're not with them. You don't know. You know absolutely nothing about these athletes. Absolutely zero. You know nothing. And I'm not saying you can't admire what they do on the field or the charity work they do or, or what they present to the public because we all are like that. Like I mean, I'm sure your people, you know, at work, I'm sure you put on a, a, a good face at work before you go home and hit the Henny. That's just how life is. You got to watch out with the hero worship because you don't know. Maybe he's always like, "I hate these." niggas. I'm sure by now you've seen the uh, video uh, Tyree Nichols, the 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 officers you know beating them uh, to death. There's a lot of conspiracy theories and stuff like that that I'm not going to really get into. Uh, the The fact of the matter is, and none, none of this has changed is that uh, police brutality. Is a real thing, um, you know. Ice Cube said it best, you know. You know, black police showing out for the white cops, so it really doesn't matter black, white, or otherwise. Uh, I mean, they they shot some the just the other day. They shot a guy. They didn't have no legs, so I mean, this is a you know, this is not. It's not new, so there's no reason to continue to go over it like a thousand times. Because it's one of those things, Is like, you know, social media, and Twitter, you talk about it, but if nobody's doing anything, like, what's the point? Like, what's the point? Literally, my wife, right, I, I got a new car. She doesn't want me to get tent on the car. And I was like, why don't you want me to get tent on the car? And she's like, because you put tent on the car, it's more likely... The cop is going to pull you over. And if they pull you over, you never know. You might get shot. You got a kid. We're a family. I can't, I mean, she's, and she's legitimately worried about this. And it's hard to be like, you know, disagree with her <laughs> because it's true. You know, you know, you know, it's, 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 it's the thing, The really, the really sad thing is the cops, as, as I've always said, are supposed to protect and serve, right? From like, because that like, so when white people say, "Well, you say this stuff about the cops, who you gonna call?" You know, when you're in tr-? well, that's the whole point. I shouldn't be afraid to call the people that is, the people that are supposed to protect me. I shouldn't be afraid of them too. So it's bad enough I got to be afraid of the criminals. Now I got to watch out for the people that's supposed to protect me against the criminals. It's a double whammy, double homicide. You see what I'm saying? So, but once again. It's like the mass shootings, you know, that's controlled by the guns and controlled by the NRA and they put them in the black neighborhood. So we kill off each other and it's all bad and nothing's going to change. It's just a lot of tweets, a lot of thoughts and prayers and nothing happens. And as the, the one onion article always says, you know, you know, we say that we can't do anything, but we're the only country that where it happens, you know, and it's, it's like I said, it's bad all the way around. You got, you know, you got to watch out for the cops. You got to watch out for each other. I mean, we just have to be honest, you know, like there's a, like it's, you know, you know, you wonder why black people have a a shorter lifespan than white people is because we're in a constant threat and no, it's no matter how, where you live or how much money you got or who, you know, it's like, it's still, it's a prevalent threat. Always. And the threat can come from anywhere. It can come from the cops. It can come from somebody. If you're poor, you know, you, you're in conflict. You're in areas that you shouldn't be. If you're not poor, people want what you got. They're jealous of what you have. Like, everything is a threat. And I don't see anything changing. So, like, I don't really spend a lot of, you know, time on it. So, you know, a lot of people were texting me. and oh you going to do? this? What are you going to say? I'm like, we've been through this already. I mean, we've been through it with Trump going as as long as I can remember, and you know, my memory starts with Rodney King. So you know, we're talking like what was that ninety two? You talking about thirty years, uh, at least for my life, nothing really changing. Yeah, they beat they beat black people thirty years ago. They beat them sixty years ago. They beat them hundred years ago. They beat them in twenty twenty three. Now, what I really want to talk about is Jason Whitlock and what I like to call the trap. You know, Jason Whitlock is the type of individual that if you give him attention, he's winning. And, like, to me, that's like it varies. Like, I say that about Skip Bayless, but for the most part, Skip is harmless. You know, he's, he 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 stepped into it a little bit with the Demar Hamlet thi- Hamlet thing, but in general, it's just you know cowboys, LeBron. It's it's, it's harmless stuff, but you know you give him attention and you give them ratings, and they blow up. You know, someone like Jason Whitlock's a little different. You know, because if you give him attention, and that just helps his his platform. And that goes with any black person that doesn't support black people. And the interesting thing about this is that if you, I, I, you know, from Whitlock's perspective, he is shining a spotlight on problems within the black community. Like so, so it's this whole issue with the Tyree Nichols, thing, you know, single black, you know, mothers. right? Single, you know, not nuclear families and things of that nature. Um, and he considers that, you know, a problem and therefore he speaks on it. Even though it does, one doesn't have anything to do with the other. Uh, but the real problem is white media that are inherently racist, they need black voices to say some of the things that they can't say out loud. They can push it to a point, but they're smart enough to know that they can't go past a certain point. They can kind of talk around it. They can imply it. You know what they're getting at, but they they can't actually say it. So they bring on the Whitlocks, the Kanye's, the Candace Owens to amplify what they, they want to say. And one thing that racist white people like to say a lot is that how can they be racist if a black person is saying it? Now, that's, you know, stupid. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, that's like saying, you know, I want to kill someone. And and the murderer comes in and says, you know, I do, too. And he's like, well, how can, how can you be mad at me for saying I want to murder somebody? The murderer said he likes to murder people. Doesn't make any sense. It's all amplified. But it's all a trap. it's all a circular trap, and I guess the best way to explain it is that and I'm not trying to be mean or or, or say things about you if you engage in this, but if you're like Sierra, you just amplified it a hundred more times, right? Like I'm just going to Google because I haven't looked at it. I'm just going to Google Sierra, right. So I Google Sierra, right now. I'm just googling right now, live. Googling Sierra, right? You know, besides you know her googie, you know goodies and all of that stuff. Here's here's the top stories. So you know, it's four top stories or whatever, or three top stories. It says Sierra slams Jason Whitlock for blaming single black women for violence. Sierra calls out Jason Whitlock comments on Tyree Nichols. Fox News commentators fires back at Sierra after singer slams them. Who do you think that's helping? When you're getting paid off the, the that media, you want to say, "Look, I, I got Sierra to to react." Everything is Sierra. I'm looking at the news. Sierra, Sierra, Sierra. It's all about Jason Whitlock. That's how the media cycle works. You think that by calling somebody out that you're doing a good thing. You know, you're you're spotlighting stupidity, but you're not. Honestly, I'm just going to be honest. Because that only works if the person that you're calling out feels some sort of responsibility for what they're saying. If you're Jason Whitlock, you're like, this is amazing. I got Russell Wilson's wife commenting on me. That's more people that are going to go look at the video. That's more people that's going to come to my page. That's more people that's going to... And I can charge more next time I come on. That's not helping. I always say, if you ever wanted to get rid of Skip Bayless, just stop replying. If Skip said X about LeBron... And nobody replied, he'd be out of a job in three months. If nobody reacted or got triggered by Jason Whitlock, they would stop bringing him on. It's like, I'm not even like, look, if if you guys don't like my headlines, I can't make any money. (laughs) If you guys don't like my headlines, I can't make any money. I can't make any money. So that's just how it works. That is just the way things work. The only reason I'm talking about it on here is because it's a intimate setting. There's nothing to click. And but even then you guys who didn't know about it may go and go check it out. So you know, it's 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 all part of the it's all part of the the process. So you say, well, what can you do, Rob? Do you got any solutions? Is this a solution-based podcast or not? I don't. <laughs> I don't because just the way it is. It's I've said it many times. It's the people who trigger the most reactions make the most money. I'm not poor because I learned how to trigger a reaction. Now I will say that. I don't want to trigger a reaction by being the most hated person <laughs> on the internet, but some people don't care about that. And, and for, and, and on a certain level, you do have to kind of detach from that. Cause you don't know these people, you don't know, you know what I'm saying? So, and the, the, nobody's going to, you're not going to be loved a hundred percent. So do you want to try like super hard to, to please everybody? And then when your mortgage comes up or your rent comes up, your car payment, you're looking at your bank account, your bank account, looking back at you and be like, I don't got it. (laughs) Or do you want to, you know, do the best of your abilities, you know, try to be on as good as you can be, not be a detriment to your own race and have a nice enough car that your wife don't want you to get the tent. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? Like. There's a detachment to it. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know Skip. Like, I don't know if Skip or Steve. I I do think some people are more sensitive than others. You know, I think like Kevin Durant's a little sensitive to what people say about him. Maybe Stephen A's a little sensitive. I don't know if Skip is sensitive. (laughs) I don't know when Skip goes into his $6 million house after working for four hours. I don't know if it bothers on what people actually, you know, think. So maybe it doesn't bother uh, Whitlock. You know, he gets his hookers or whatever with his money and goes about his business. I, I mean, I don't know. I can't tell you. I just, I just want you to know that there's no reason for you to get triggered and upset because they don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't care. You know, and you know, it and I, and I also, let me just tell you this: a lot of the media people that act like they care, they don't care either. They're just performing. They're just performing for social media they're just blowing sometimes they blow stuff out of proportion other times they just they just they're just, just saying stuff <laughs> they don't care either And that's the problem nobody really cares nobody cares you know how just you don't have to be getting on somebody's a new age of quarterbacks it's a new age of media it's not your it's not reading the newspaper with your, your your pops back in the day. It's it's different. It's performative. It's who can get the likes, who can get the retweets, who can who's on TikTok. And I've always said, from the beginning, and I've been talking about this for a long time, I'm no different. The only difference is, I'm like Deadpool. I understand I'm in a movie. I understand I'm in a comic book. I'm breaking the fourth wall. I tell you guys all the time, I've told you when I was broke, don't you win? I'm not. I tell you right now, like you know, the the algorithm in my world rules all. So you know, people ask you, why are you posting this or why are you posting that? I'm like, well, the algorithm says this month this is what people like. Next month it might be something else. Next year it might be something different. But if I want to get that tent, <laughs> gotta keep doing it. I appreciate you listening. Be sure to subscribe to Headlines with Bobby Littow on all of your podcasting networks. Check out the site blacksportsonline.com for all the topics that we talked about today. You can follow me on Twitter at BSO, Instagram and YouTube BSO TV. You can check me out on TikTok. Robert Littell BSO and be sure to like our Facebook page Black Sports Online and for all of you that's been rocking with me for almost 20 years now with Dollar Nerds for life